Merry uh, COVID Christmas year two from the Beacon team. Justin, you're in the office. I, I would say you're brave, but I just went to Target. And so I think I might be braver, but people be dropping like flies out there. This is wild. COVID Christmas round two, though. I feel like with this new variant, it actually isn't nearly as bad. If you look at hospitalizations, they're way down. People aren't getting as sick. So it, it could be a blessing in disguise that if, if you're going to get COVID, hopefully you'll get the mildest strain that we've had so far. I don't remember. I had lunch with your wife, Stephanie and Suzanne yesterday, and we were talking about, um, I forget if it was Stephanie or Kara that said, I think it was Stephanie that said that we should just start doing like COVID parties. Like they did chicken pox parties and just like get in the house. Everybody just get it and get it over with. People were doing COVID parties and I don't know that that's a smart idea. You're probably right. And if you're going to get it, you might as well get it now when. It's just sniffles. The symptoms are far less severe than, than any of the other strains. Yeah. My sister had it four months ago. She said it was absolutely terrible then. And then this time she's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just sad that I can't come home for Christmas. So we're going to do a front yard Christmas for my sister and her husband because they are, they are all shut in. But I saw on Twitter, it was trending the other day or today, even too, that Walter Reed is expected to announce the U S army has come out, is coming out with like a vaccine that can cure everything, which on one hand that can prevent all the strains, which on one hand, I'm like, that could be cool. On the other hand, I'm like, what could possibly be in a vaccine that prevents every strain? I'm scared. That, that is interesting. I'll have to consult my doctor on that. I know. Did you see Outbreak in like the 80s yeah. movie with Dustin Hoffman? And yep. I mean, I, I'm not saying that this is like Outbreak, but I am saying that I will not be watching it because things are too real. It is just all too real. I, I will say, though, I mean, some people have treated this like Ebola. And I think that's problematic. We have to put this into perspective. Obviously, we have to be careful. I'm vaccinated. I encourage everybody to be if that's what they and their doctor believe is best for them. But it's not a bowl. You're not bleeding out your eyes. Um, and it's so not melting your innards. We're going to we have to, you know, we've talked about this a lot. We've got to strike a balance between lives and livelihoods and making sure that we're not unnecessarily causing harm economically and to people's mental health and all of those things, particularly during the holiday season. Um, we can be safe and be thoughtful, but the more and more public health officials react the way they have, the less people are going to trust them and rightfully so. And I think I mean, that. Good. No, I just think that it's, you know, we, we've got a lot to learn from the past. What now? Almost, almost two months. years. Over 18 months. Almost two Over years. 18 yeah. months. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that thing that I sent you guys the other day of um the White House, I took a screenshot of the White House website. Yeah. Dan Crenshaw posted, and it was like, if you're not vaccinated, we have no sympathy for you. Jeez, like Game of Thrones stuff. Miserable death, and rightfully so. I mean, that everything has become so politicized that there's no sanity in the world. And mm. and it's it's very unfortunate. If you're a medical professional and you don't have sympathy for people, I'm sorry. I want to leave you a bad Yelp review. Yeah, you need to think through another position. Like, go be a high school principal or something, because that's the meanest level you're spitting out right now. It's just too much. It's it's kind of crazy. But um, we hope that everybody's safe this year. And you know, I'm making shut-in kits for all my friends who are shut in. So if you've got COVID, 
let me know. I'll send you some sugar cookies. You'll make you some really good cookies because I got some this week. So he did get some. And Justin doesn't have COVID. Disclaimer: He doesn't have COVID. He just got cookies. I just got the cookies because I. Cookies. <laughs> and that's and that's a perk of being a friend of Taylor's. You get cookies all the time. Um. So our we for the last few years we've had a case going on about sidewalks in Nashville. If you're new to the podcast, you haven't heard about it. Basically, Nashville Metro Council passed a law that said you either have to build a sidewalk in front of your house if you're doing new construction or you have to pay the city what a sidewalk would cost. It has been very controversial for a lot of reasons, some of which being that a lot of neighborhoods think that they don't want to build sidewalks in their neighborhood and they're just collecting money to build sidewalks in other neighborhoods in the nation specifically all of these people I know tons of people who have paid into the sidewalk fund and they still don't have sidewalks um the fact of asking private citizens to pay for public utilities is like not cool at all and probably very unconstitutional and the case is about to be argued um in front of the court of appeals isn't that right Justin court of appeals so just one step below uh, the United States Supreme Court. So that's pretty cool. I mean, here's here's the deal. We all got an email. If you live in the city of Nashville, you probably got an email the other day that said that they're not going to be picking up recycling for the next however long until they can. through January. Okay. My recycling bins are overflowing. Nashville can't manage a very simple trash pickup program that every pretty much every city in the United States has. They can't manage their sanitation, their trash pickup program, but they want us to pay even more money so they can build some sidewalks all over Nashville. Nothing financially that Nashville does makes sense. There, I said it. Blanket statement and I stand by it. <laughs> it, it we do live in an extraordinarily incompetent city. Yes. Uh, like that other cities can figure this out. It, it right now is the craziest time to suspend a recycling pickup because everybody's got the Amazon boxes and all the Christmas paper and you know like you got all this stuff to to recycle and our bin is full too and it's I guess it's going to be full for the next six Month. weeks or so yes. until they hopefully figure this out um, and, and and it's really frustrating because. We just faced a 34% tax increase last year. What is this money going towards? Why is it not going to improve sanitation services like trash pickup? Why is it not going to build sidewalks? These are things that our tax dollars are supposed to do, yet the city either can't figure out how to do them or is pawning them off on private citizens to build their own sidewalks. And if you look at the news story on our Facebook page, mm -hmm. um, Fox 17 did a great story yesterday looking at this issue going, look at these sidewalks to nowhere. This is ridiculous that this is the city's plan for building sidewalks. You'll have a sidewalk that just abruptly ends uh, and then there's no sidewalk for miles. And then you'll have sidewalks that end in trees, that end in fences. It's just an incompetent, stupid, stupid way uh, to manage what should be, you know, we're free market people. We believe in limited government, but these are things the government should do. And the city of Nashville just can't figure out how to do them competently. I just don't, you know, whenever a city, and I, I've said this a million times with a million different issues, whenever a municipality or state or whoever it is, is asking for more tax money, and we look at it and say, well, you've absolutely botched the spending of what we've given you already. Why would we ever want to give you any more? It, it, 
Nashville is the the king of that phrase and like why that phrase should be yep. tattooed on everyone's brains. Why would we want to give you more money when you can't spend the money that we're giving you correctly anyway? We're going to have overflowing recycling bins for the next six weeks, but God forbid we want it. Someone wants to build a house and not build a sidewalk in front of it. Um, and it's not cheap either. We're not talking about like, oh, it's annoying that you're making me build a sidewalk. We're talking about, you know, nine to fifteen thousand dollars on in a typical uh, residential yes. home. And so these are people who have saved and want to build a home or who have bought a dilapidated property and torn it down and rebuilt on the property. Uh, it, it is making it very difficult in an already tight and expensive housing market to build. Uh, and then we talk about, oh, well, we need more affordable housing, yet we're pay, forcing people to pay tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, as you said, sometimes into a fund if they get a waiver from having to build the actual sidewalk, they have to pay into a fund uh, as an alternative in many cases. And then where does that money go? It doesn't go to build a sidewalk in front of their house. It goes to build it in other neighborhoods or potentially no sidewalk at all. Not at all. And so I think that, you know, there's a lot to be said about the stupidity of this program. And I hope that the Sixth Circuit will agree with us that not only is it dumb policy, it actually is unconstitutional to force people to do something like that in order to get a building permit. That is not the way government should operate. And whether or not you believe it's dumb, like we do, it should enrage you that Nashville is spending your money so poorly and then asking you for more. They keep coming to us with their hand out. Like that should that should enrage you that we're not getting the services that we need. And then for the services that they should be responsible for, they're coming and digging in your pockets for it. It's actually insane. And the same is going for the federal on the federal level as well. And I, I know you heard about this, Elizabeth Warren coming in Elon Musk, which let me let me just say really quick, say what you want about Elon Musk, but he has got an absolutely brazen he had he is so candid. He does not care what anybody says. He's going to speak his mind and I love it. And Elizabeth Warren chose the wrong person to come after. She came after him saying that he he doesn't pay his taxes and and he's the reason we need all these tax he's the mega rich should be taxed even more and he said excuse me ma'am ma'am um i've paid 11 billion dollars in taxes okay that like try to wrap your brain around 11 billion dollars i personally can't um, that is so much money. And I think that we're seeing it from the federal government so much. They're using not not the federal government as, as a whole, but some of these senators, the high profile senators are using these talking points that aren't quite correct to get their message across. And people are getting mad about it. And I love it. Well, including the president, you've got, you know, rich people are to blame for inflation, not bad government policy and overspending. Rich people are to blame for our debt and for our deficit, yet they're not the ones that are creating these new programs and spending all of this money without raising, you know, without raising the revenue to do it or making the cuts um, to balance the budget. I mean, when was the last time that the federal government actually balanced a budget? It's just, you know, it's it's so typical of these these pointy-headed politicians and academics, people like Elizabeth Warren, who sit in their ivory towers in Washington or back home in Massachusetts, rather than living in the real world, where people actually create jobs, create wealth for other people, and pay taxes to go to the programs that she fights for uh, so brazenly. And so for her to say that somebody hasn't paid enough in taxes when they paid $11 billion is just astonishingly, it's, it, it shows her utter incompetence and 
inability to understand that how the real world works. Like and that's absolutely why living in Washington because they live in this fantasy land and don't understand how the real world works and don't care to get out of the bubble of DC to figure it out. Absolutely living in la la land. Y'all talk y'all touched on this a little bit with your in your overcaffeinated episode with Representative Burchett. He was talking about, you know, having words with Nancy Pelosi about kind of how she how she acts and the things that she says and these outrageous comments that they make in Washington that are just dividing and dividing and dividing rather than looking at people and being like, oh, maybe these people are working hard and maybe they are paying their taxes and maybe we need to get our spending in check because unfortunately to a lot of the people up there, they just think that the government is, the treasury department is just one blank check for them. And that's just not, it's so dishonest. Yep. And Elon Musk will create more value to society in one day than Elizabeth Warren will in her entire life. Write it down, stitch it on a pillow. You heard (laughs) it here first, people. That is the God's honest truth. And so, you know, I I never really paid a ton of attention to Elon Musk in the past. You know, the whole tech world isn't really my world. But now that he's being sassy, you know, I love a sassy person. I love when people get sassy on Twitter, especially when they stand up for themselves. And I am so pleased to see him standing up for himself and talking about how the government is trying to, people in the government are trying to slander him and he's just not going to take it. And so um, there, I actually saw a great video from PragerU the other day. If you're confused about how the balance of taxes between the top earners and the middle class and everything works, there's stuff out there. There are resources to go and look and learn. PragerU just put out a great one the other day that I saw. And um, just before you say anything, just educate yourself a little bit on how things work. I don't, it's not that hard. And this whole rich guilt thing, and you, you shouldn't feel guilty for being wealthy and successful. You should if you stole it from somebody else. But we all know that that's not how economics works. People who get wealthy actually create so much exponentially more wealth for other people. They create jobs and opportunity. They create new technologies and new innovations. They really are contributing to society. And great if they get rich in the process. That's a wonderful thing. We should not belittle it. We shouldn't we shouldn't demean it. And we shouldn't make people feel like just because you've been successful that you somehow should feel guilty about it or should have to pay more as a result for it. I'm sick of that that mantra because it's it's just a false narrative. It's just not, it, it's un-American. Okay, there, we said it. It's un-American. Mm-hmm. You tell them, Justin. I love it. Um, so Elon Musk, keep being sassy. Just hit tweet. All the time. Don't hold back. We love to see it. Um, last thing before we go, um, it is it is a couple of days until Christmas. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve Eve. And um, I don't know about you, but I have uh, really been shutting myself in lately and watching a lot of Christmas movies. Um, so let's have movie talk. I've also been going to the theater a lot. So we're just really going to we're just really going to talk about some movies here for a second. Justin, what is your favorite Christmas movie? So it's really hard for me because I have Home Alone is obviously one of the best Christmas movies of all time. And actually, despite sequels being typically terrible, Home Alone 2 is also really good. I loved Home Alone 2. It's right up there with Home Alone. So it's one of those where the sequel is 
potentially as good as the original. Now, Justin, is it like a pride thing that you like Home Alone? Show show them the photo. Now, guys, Justin, okay, here's why I think Justin likes Home Alone. He wants Home Alone to get really famous. Probably as a kid, he wanted Home Alone to get famous because he looked like Macaulay Culkin. And he, did you want people to mistake you for Macaulay Culkin? I think I'm seeing this. No, I actually hated it because everybody thought I looked like him. So here, here is my childhood picture. Everybody thought I looked like him. So they would always ask me to do the like, uh, face and I would get so tired of it um, even though I loved the movie I hated you know being puppeted like that but I guess I mean I'm glad I don't look like him now and didn't go on the you know career trajectory that, yeah he that, looks a little he looks a little strung out these days yeah he had a he had a rough life uh, after <laughs> Child, alone. that childhood so, career but I will also say a Christmas story is oh. just an icon and so Comparing it to home, they're different, but it's hard to decide between the two. In fact, if you get a chance, if you live in Nashville or the area, go to T-Pack and see uh, A Christmas Story, the play, because it was really, really funny. I, okay, Kara was talking about that the other night, and it sounds incredible, like interactive, right? Wasn't it interactive? Yeah, like they got the audience involved, and you wonder how they're going to do some of the the scenes, but they did pretty much all the big scenes from the movie uh, in some way. So it was really creative, and it was pretty cool. I love it. I, I always liked Charlie Brown Christmas. It's just yeah. very sentimental. Um, as an adult, I love the holiday. Listen, I'm a 30-year-old female. Like, of course, I love the holiday. I love anything. Nancy Myers, love all that stuff. Um, but I've, I've also been, so I've watched the holiday twice this season, obviously. But I've also been going to the theater a lot. And I'm actually going tonight to see um, The Matrix Resurrection. And I've been seeing a lot of movies. And Justin, you know, sometimes I, I blame you for being a little bit of a Grinch. And I just want to see if I'm, like, on target here or, like, missing the mark. How do you feel about bringing back the classics and, and recreating them? Like we've got a new Sex in the City reboot. We're going to have How I Met Your Mother, which is a spinoff of How I, I mean, How I Met Your Father, which is a spinoff of How I Met Your Mother. We've got the new Matrix movie coming out. They redid West Side Story this year. Do you think that these reboots are good or should we just leave it alone? I mean, I think they're usually, they, they fail. And so I'm um, for <laughs> failure. Let people try something and fail at it. Capitalism, just, they, they, t- they don't tend to live up to the hype. Like, for example, I don't think I would want Seinfeld to come back because sure. it just would be different. Curb Your Enthusiasm has done some cool stuff to like bring the Seinfeld cast back. And that's sure. really funny. So I think there are ways that you can do it creatively. If you try to replicate it and do it the same or like the new age version of it, like the new Home Alone, I think I've not seen it. So I can't really pass judgment on it, but I'm skeptical Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's just the same thing. But in modern day, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, we're getting really old now. Um, But if you do it in a unique way or a different way, but it kind of has the same elements, then I think that could be interesting. But no going in that it's that, that that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm not a fan of the reboot. reboot I, I'm not either. The Sex and the City reboot has been a little bit, bit of a letdown. I was really excited about it. I'm kind of like, uh, this is kind of this isn't the same. Um, we'll see about The Matrix tonight. I just finished watching the third Matrix movie. I'm off today. So I watched all it right. this morning. I'm all caught up. I'd never seen it until Sunday night. I saw the first one Monday night, watched the second one. And then this morning, watched the third one. The third one is 
abysmal. It is not good at all, but I'm hoping that this new one uh, makes up for the shortcomings of the third Matrix movie, but I don't know. I kind of, in, in my heart and in my mind, I want them to leave things alone, but in my pocketbook, I, I always spend money going <laughs> to see the new things because my curiosity is the best of me. I know. Do they get your money just like Washington gets Elon Musk's? I <laughs> and you can stitch that on a pillow too. Um, <laughs> that is the God's honest. Well, do y'all have anything fun that you're doing this week? I saw a picture on Facebook that you were, uh, your mom posted. I love being Facebook friends with your mom because I get to see what y'all are doing on holidays, including y'all's ugly sweater party the other day. Yeah, it was fun. We actually did an ugly sweater party. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we always do our Christmas the weekend before mm-hmm. in my family in West Tennessee. So we did that this weekend. It was great. Heading up to Kentucky to, to Kara's family. Uh, which we always do for Christmas Eve. So that's our that's our tradition is to go up to Kentucky and spend Christmas Eve. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be warm. It's supposed to be like 70 degrees. I know. That's why when my mom said that we're going to do, a, we're going to have Santa and our Christmas meal outside on Saturday morning, I looked at the weather. It's going to be 70 degrees. So if there was any year for us to have to be outside taking COVID precautions with the whole family, it's not not so bad for it to be 70 and sunny on Christmas. We'll we'll take it. Well, safe travels to all of you and uh, best wishes to your family, Kara's family and everyone's family who's watching. Uh, we will see you next week for our last episode of 2021. If you can believe it, the year is the year is over. So uh, Merry Christmas to all. Almost Merry Happy Christmas. New Year. And we will uh, we'll see you next week.